Everybody's Steve, Sense of Fidelium, coming at you on the 12th of July, 2020. With a couple thoughts uh, after coming back from Mass. Well, it's almost 7 o'clock tonight. Mass was early this morning. We got up at 6 to drive an hour and a half. Why did we drive an hour and a half when Mass was literally 25 minutes away or 20 minutes away? It was because they were having a, uh, the parish we were going to was only going to let 140 people in. And they were having a, a conf- confirmations, and the bishop was going to be there, and they were going to let the confirmation parents, families in first. And then if uh, there was any extras, people could fall in afterwards, which translates into if you count up the bishop, priests, altar boys, seminarians, and then confirmandi, uh, that maybe some of the parents weren't even going to get in. So they were going to have us outside, and it's 95 degree outside, 1230 and you know, with tailgate tents up or in the gym. And I'm not going to a gym and watching on TV because that's not going to mass. And even though they were going to give, uh, not confirmation, uh, communion, that's not part. You're divorcing the mass from the sacraments. And, you know, if we're going to stand our ground, we got, you know, stand our ground, take a stand, and just talk, you know, don't give in to that. According to the moralist, and why is watching mass in a gym? Why is that not counterpart participation in mass? You know, because you got people literally acting like altar servers sometimes and dressing up and kneeling before a TV screen, which there's nothing there. It's not the same thing, not even close to the same thing. And according to the moralists, is because one does not have physical unity with the location where the mass is said. If you didn't have to watch, if you didn't have to have physical unity or proximity, then watching it on TV anywhere would fulfill your obligation. It's, it's just watching a screen. A screen. If it didn't have a picture on the screen, it's not the same thing. The real things happen in the other building, not not on the TV screen. So I just couldn't do it. So we drove over to another parish that was like walking into the past. Back in the year, back in the days of yore in 2019, when nobody was wearing masks and people were kneeling next to each other and people were not looking at each other's biohazards, and uh, there was a people in front of the pew. I almost forgot what it was to have someone in front of me in, in a pew, before you, just near me, or saying hi, or not acting like I was a biohazard, you know, with the cooties or whatever it was. You know, no need to wear a bell saying unclean, anything like this. So we went, and it was an hour and 15 minutes. Glorious. It was so relieving, not having, not seeing pews marked off, you know, things like that. Uh, just you get to go to Mass, and you go to Mass. And you're not thinking about, uh, you know, you don't look up, and you see marked off pews, Mass, Father looking like he's, he's about to perform surgery, uh, sanitizer everywhere, etc. It was glorious. So, and one of his sermons is actually, yay. A priest that preached a sermon and practicing what he preaches. I'm, you know, you hear some people, uh, some priests preaching sermons. They ain't practicing what that sermon is. There's, I mean, there's some guys in our area preaching. You know, don't have fear. Yet they dress up like they're going into surgery. There's no holy water. There's 140 people when 500 can go in there. There's people literally outside baking. So, you know, when I hear a sermon when they're saying, you know, be courageous and things like that, and they themselves don't have the gall to open up the church for everybody, there's issues. And this, that's, what we're, that's what we were talking about today was, yeah, there's a crisis in authority. Not that we're not talking about who disobey or who's not a priest or who is a priest or anything like that, but you don't know who to trust. 
I remember had a, a uh, uh, inviting a priest on a couple months ago to talk about Fatima, and uh, he really responded back, going, "I can't believe you didn't ask me about the the Vigno letter." And I responded back to him, emailed him, going, "I'm all for it. We can talk about it. I just did not know where you stood on it. If you were a friend or a foe, because I told him my old spiritual director in upstate of South Carolina was, you know." He thought he's acting like it's the bubonic plague. So I'm not, you know, I don't know who to, who to trust anymore. Who's who's a friendly and who's, you know, looking to act like that we're all zombies or things like this. So and then you know you don't have, you don't know who's who's on your side, who's not on your side, who's wanting to fight against the, the current out there and who's not. So there's a you know there's there's bishops out there you know saying that you know. Uh, we're all right, you know. Nah, I don't want to say they're all racist, but you got Catholic charities that are out there saying that we're racist, that the church is racist. You got a couple of bishops out there saying that the vaccine, if it has aborted baby parts, which there's a daggum great chance that this snake oil that Bill Gates is going to come down with will have aborted babies part of that. Why wouldn't it? He's wanting. He's a he's a he's a eugenicist. Plus, most of the vaccines, if you look it up, have aborted you know fetuses in it. In British, I think it's Bishop Strickland. He's out there saying that no Catholic should take it. No Catholic, sh- you know, we will not. We will stand opposed to that. Thanks be to God for one. I don't know about the other, what everyone else is doing. Hopefully, others are saying that. But you don't know where you stand. You don't know whose bishop is courageous enough to stand against what's going on out there. Which, again, like I said, what Father, I'm going to bring up a little bit and a solution which father brought up and i was almost standing in applause because we've been talking about it on this channel and he likes the channel by the way for weeks especially charles and i if you've been listening to the podcast charles and i've been doing localism give you a little hint so yeah we do have a crisis in authority right now we have a crisis in leadership we don't have that's that's the plague we have bad leaders across the board in every walk of life and we're trying to do something about it here. I want to come up with a group. If you guys want to get in on it, you like the idea, hit me up. You know the email address. Do it, to, do it at steve at censusfidelium.us. That's fine enough. But it's a political idea I want to try to come up with. Teaching people what the Catholic idea of politics and governance is. Using books like Reverend Cahill's uh, Framework of a Christian Society. Uh, Sister... Oh, I can't. I just forgot her name right now. I have it on the website. The forward, forwarded by uh, Fonshin, uh, old school Fonshin too. Bellamy's politics, uh, kingship of Christ, organized naturalism, Dennis Fahey, etc. Things like that, and get a group and do it kind of like how the communists did it against us when they use cells. So have a mothership, mother, you know, headquarters, state by state basis. And then have little groups in every city doing this. And then everyone united, using the same info, using the same books, using the same this, and boosting our boosting people, finding people that want to do this in all county, city, whatever, state, and build them up so they can get in, so we can infiltrate and have some kind of change and a solution to what was going on. Because if this hasn't figured, if you haven't figured out that your local politics matters, and this situation that you're seeing right now hasn't done that for you, I don't know what you need. If you need a sledgehammer to come over across your head to see that or not, 
looking at DC, turning on Fox News, CNN, all those guys, is doing absolutely nothing for you. Turn on your local news, even though those guys get parroted info and they have to repeat the same thing from their, you know, from their HQ, which is there's plenty of videos of them saying the exact same thing across the entire union. But I guess we'll go ahead and get involved in this right now. Yeah, politics. We'll start start that. What is the nanny state? It's a feminine name, isn't it? Nanny. You don't see too many guys being nannies, right? There's just one or two in there, but it's it's predominantly a female thing. What, are, what does a mother usually do? They mo- mother usually work. And this isn't a knock on moms out there, a knock on females. What do moms usually do? They worry about their kid getting hurt, right? The dad usually, you know, all right, walk it off. My kid, my, today my kid fell, scraped his nail. Like, hey, you okay? You okay? Good. Okay. Mama's, oh, you got, it's bleeding. Oh, oh, my God. You know, let's get a Band-Aid, blah, blah, blah. You know, putting on hydroperoxide everything you know putting a nice cute little Flintstones band-aid whatever what do you think about going out on football for example I would get nervous when my brother was out there playing all the time anybody get hurt you know mom was on edge what was that walking off I mean like I remember someone I was telling somebody about my first game back after two knee surgeries in basketball I took I'm gonna see that was in June July June, yeah, two knees in June, and I didn't get to dress until July, uh, January that year. My first game back, I was over two, over four, and I remember, you know, and it, it was bad. It was bad game, over four. I never, I, was, I don't think I've ever played a game when missed, you know, all every shot. You know, it was just four. But uh, dad told me your shot was flat. Uh, yeah, you know, was my mom kind of like, yeah, come on, you know, give him all this. So your mother's gonna be a little bit more motherly in a sense your dad's not going to do that your mother's going to try to protect you a little bit more now your dad's going to protect but you're, you know what I'm going with be safe don't do this don't do that don't go you know watch out be six feet apart name your mantra of the society right now stay away you know stay inside uh, obviously, wear a mask. Be safe. I cringe every time someone says "be safe." I just, I don't know. I do, something about it just makes my blood boil and my, just shake. With don't ever, don't ever come up to me and say "be safe." I actually said it to somebody once, and I wanted to punch myself in the face for it. <laughs> but look at it. What it, it's a manliness feature that we're lacking. It's a crisis of fathership, fatherhood on all levels. Again, even if you're looking at a guy on TV. He can be a guy, but he ain't being a father. And he's leading it, and he's he's doing it in a womanly, wimp. Not say wimpy, but a motherly fashion. Which, when you, you roles get reversed, what happens? Feminism occurs. Everything gets disordered, and now you got guys saying, "Be safe, don't do this." You got baseball little league with 48 million rules and mandates for little league baseball you can't you know catchers six feet further behind the plate the umpire is another six feet behind the plate why because we care about your safety we gotta have you safe you can't get sick what does that sound like doesn't sound like dad telling you get out there and get some dirt on your pants get in the you know dive after the ball NFL the other day, they're saying that they can't, they have to be six feet apart on the sidelines and they can't exchange jerseys afterwards. And it's funny that a couple of the guys were treating like Richard Sherman saying, wait a minute, we could hit each other for 60 minutes, but afterwards we can't exchange the jersey that takes literally two seconds. 
the rules are coming out, and you're seeing it more and more. Fining, imprisonment. You don't wear a mask, there's a chance of imprisonment. Inglewood, Colorado, a chance of imprisonment. Somewhere in Texas, chance of imprisonment. I can't remember the city right now, top of my head. Michigan, that governor up there is threatening $500 for a fine. or two fi- Was it 250 or 500 Anyway, multiple $100 fine and not wear a mask on public. Uh, I think it's Cal- uh, California's got that. There's been multiple issues in New York, I think. Uh, I know in North Carolina, where I'm at, the local news is upset that people are hanging up on the contact tracers. Their people are calling them up, telling them that they got the COVID, and uh, they hang up on them, basically. I love it. I'm Keep it up. But the state is getting upset about that. They're thinking about mandating it or finding and or maybe imprisonment. Just because the contact tracer got upset that you hung up on them. How'd they find out about that you had that? All your smartphones. They're tracking devices. They shoot. I mean, the other day it was a couple weeks ago when BLM people were uh, broke into an Apple store and took all their phones. What did the Apple guy say? That's all right. We can trace them. <laughs> your phone is a tracking device. It shouldn't be news to anybody. There was about a dec- uh, it was about five six years ago, maybe a half decade, maybe a decade. I don't know. Uh, Governor Betray was it Betrayus? Uh, Betrayus. What, Mad Dog, Mad yeah, Mad Dog was uh, talking about uh, your smart washer, your smart washing dishwasher spying on you. Yeah, just, there's yeah this, yeah, this isn't made up. You can look that up. This ain't no you know conspiratorial thing. It's that's actually he's on record saying that. So if we don't get our acts together, cowboy up, draw a line in the sand, unite, fight this thing. It's not going to stop. It's kind of like, you know, I use the Terminator thing in the beginning of this thing all the time. I love it. But no, seriously, remember the first one? <laughs> what, is, uh, what does Kyle Reese say? They don't give up. They won't feel pity or pain. And they will not stop until you are dead. Guess what? That's the nanny state. These guys will not stop until you are dead. You're, I mean, what's coming down the pipe? Digital currency? Yep. You go look at any restaurant, you go to a drive-thru or a gas station right now, you see that sign? It says coins are depleted because of the Fed, you know, because the economy's not kicking up, no one's spending any money. Guess what, you know, that lockstep lockstep document from 2010? It talks about digital currency. It also talks about wearing a mask. A pandemic pandemic is coming down and you're going to be wearing masks and this and that and the other. Look it up. I'll, I'll link to uh, my guy in Ireland, Dave Cohen from Computing Forever. I'll put his video down. He just did one the other day on that document again. So if your phone is tra- tracking you and you got that app, you know if you don't, you know, make sure you talk, make sure that thing's toggled off where it says the COVID tracking app on your iPhone or uh, where I guess all phones have it. Make sure that thing's toggled off. But what else is going down? Well, if you don't get the vaccine. You know that thing you see in social credit scores that Canada has a little bit. We've been experimenting a little bit here. I know China's got it. Well, what's going to happen? Well, you're not going to be able to get job, driver's license, renewal license. Might not get that Costco membership, which I had a big thing in Costco the other day. Figured I'd give it a shot since I was in the area, buying some strawberries and peaches and I figured I'd go down and try to get some cheap booze but that went over like uh let's just say it went think over where the manager was 
face to face with me behind his his face mask, which was comical because I told him, "So you're you're kind of violating your six foot mandate right there, aren't you?" And he threatened me a couple times. I thought he was going to punch me in the face. But anyways, so maybe you can't go buy this, buy that, sell this, sell that, get a loan, get a house until you get your digital credit uh, digital fingerprint or whatever they have in the digital wallet or you know if gates have been talking about this that digital way of keeping up with your vaccines which goes into the currency which in china yeah with that digital uh credit score they can cut off you you have to have a certain credit score to have it you have the internet get on the bus do this go in your you know anything you don't think that's coming here all the things you've seen this year I mean, if I would have told you that the world was going to shut down, if, I, if it was January 5th, and I told you, yeah, in a couple months the world's going to shut down, you would have flocked me up and put a straitjacket on me. You've seen what has happened the last months. It's been, what does they say, 15 days of less than a curve. We're like on day 86. And they're ramping up the fines and band-aiding fines and, and putting in imprisonment ideas over not complying with the face mask, which will be the exact same arguments you're hearing about why the wear the mask is it will be the, the take the vaccine, the snake oil that's coming down, which will probably be made of aborted fetuses. Who's going who's gonna to stand up? Who's going to take that? we got to be behind our priests when they come out and start speaking out against this. Protect the priests. That won't be all of them saying it. There will be some. Protect them. Make sure, you're, make sure you stand behind them, and if any bishop says it, Get behind them, call, you know, applaud them, send them good messages. Make sure that they know that you're behind them and thank you for being a good leader and shepherd for everybody out there. The church is the only way to solve this thing. And if we don't lead, goodbye. Ain't nothing else going to do it. The United Nations is not going to do it. The United States of America is not going to do it. The only thing that's going to save this will be the Catholic Church and the Catholic Church only. So, Practical solutions. Localism. Stop looking at the big picture on things. Well, look at the big picture on what's going to come down if you want. Because some people are saying, oh, you know, November 4th, November 4th or 5th is when this thing is over. Pfft, come on. You really think they're going to they're doing all this just to stop on the 5th of November or the 4th of November? Come on. The entire planet is in it. You got companies just falling over i mean even makeup is down the tubes right now why because you're wearing a mask and no one's putting on makeup because lipstick gets on the mask and they're going to have the most smudge on there and they got to put more on so they're not even wearing lipstick or or makeup in general because it's just smudging on the mask because why it's 900 degrees outside you kind of start sweating underneath that mask gets a little wet and then by the way that makes that mask worthless Pharmacies are down a little bit. I think it was, uh, I was watching Gerald Salante the other day. No, t- check out a couple of his. He gets right into the economics of things. Companies going out, got a business going down. They're, this, the economy's done. <laughs> they, and they're talking about doing it again. Uh, seriously, Mecklenburg County, where Charlotte, North Carolina is, they're talking about closing down. Arizona, I think they're talking about closing down. <laughs> they already closed down the uh, the diocese out uh, the diocese out there. Oh, by the way, you, Archdiocese of San Francisco ended up having San Francisco City Council I think it was put a cease and desist order on them. They had what? It was seven pages. They had twenty four hours to respond. 
And you'd think it's going to end on the 5th of November. Now, maybe if your state is having an election on the 5th, on you know, November 4th, and new governors and things like that, yeah, there's a chance that somebody can come in and say, hey, all right, we're done with the Twilight Zone. Let's open back up and get back in reality. Who knows? So, till then, let's, go, let's look at politics. We're talking about politics. Worry about your state and local governments. Everybody on here, find out who's your, who's in your city, who's in your county, who's the sheriff is, who's on the school board, dog catcher, whatever. Know who they are in your area. Find out how good they are if they're bad. I mean, again, we look at we talked about this on a couple of the shows. If it weren't for, if people were paying attention in Oregon, you wouldn't have had a tranny who put out a mandate for people to wear masks except for black people. How'd they get elected? Or in Colorado, where, I, where when I was out there, it was last year when they ended up, Polis ended up getting elected, a known gay guy married to a so-called Catholic guy, married, quote-unquote. How's he get elected? And then there was another tranny got elected for the state house who ended up uh, calling out uh, Father Nolan during... Uh, during one of the testimonies about uh, what was going on, I can't remember the exact reason, but Father was on there and he gave some great responses because this guy, this tranny, was going after him. Father kept cool and uh, had some great response, great answers to his loaded questions. Uh, but how do these guys get elected? If a vigilant uh, people are living in that area are paying attention, people like that don't get elected. It's on us. Everything that's everything that you've seen going on right that we're gonna take the blame. We weren't paying attention. We did not go right, not we joke about voting harder, but you didn't we didn't go vote during the last elections for the local and state and you go what you got. Bad people running it. What you got now? Your local governments are the ones putting the tyranny down. Not the US federal government, even though we've got problems with that. But that's not the problem right now. Your problem is the state and local Governments coming down with these mandates. Think locally, act locally. Fix your backyard. Fix your city, county. There's some sheriffs out there that are on board. Get behind them. There, your sheriff has a lot of power. Yeah, I don't know if you guys know how much power the sheriff has. The governor could come into his the county and try to do something. The sheriff could throw that throw the governor in jail for it. He can, the governor can't go in and post his order in a county. The sheriff runs that county. I mean, people knew that one. Stop looking at everything as America. This isn't one gigantic blob. You want to compare, you want to turn the United States, these United States, 50 individual countries, classically called countries, they're states, in other words, it's AKA states. 50 of them are united by a federal contract called the U.S. Constitution, which is a dead document and no one pays attention to, which forms a union, kind of like the European Union. They actually called Italy a state out there, Germany a state. But how can we go with the blob, like Russia? Are we are we Russia, with Moscow being D.C.? Is that what we want, or is are we? Because if you want that, then eliminate all state borders, all state constitutions, be consistent, eliminate it all. Because if you think about it, if you go with the local act locally idea, then what happened in Minnesota with the uh, gentleman George, uh, I forget his name, because I was, you know, it's, I'm trying not, we try not to talk about that all the time. George gets killed in Minnesota. How, what does that have to do with Confederacy in Georgia or South Carolina? 
absolutely nothing. But people say, oh, look, what America. And you go through the whole thing. You got to clean out everything they're trying to go after. No, that's a Minnesota thing. I think he moved up from the. I think he moved up from somewhere in the south, but that's about it. That was a Minnesota thing. That has nothing to do with South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia, Texas, Alabama, Mississippi, generally nothing. It's absolutely not. But if we look at it as a blob of the northern side of the country had this problem, so I guess we got to clean up the, all the parts of the country that has a thing like that. Whoa, fifty countries, one union which is a voluntary union. I'm actually pro-divorce on this. <laughs> you want to go pro-divorce? I'm pro-divorce from the union. Just throwing it out there. Be, be that way. Think locally. Act locally. Don't worry about the federal elections. Worry about it. I mean, yes, yeah. Go ahead and you know, make sure you don't put Obama in there, obviously. Obviously, you could put Biden in there. He's on record. He wants to go after the little sisters of the poor. Afterwards, because of the whole SCOTUS thing that just went down. By the way, SCOTUS is over with because, you know, that whole thing with Louisiana that just went down. That's another thing. You break away from the state, you get the states to start breaking away from this union. What happens with abortion? There are states that don't want it. You immediately eliminate abortion with that. You also eliminate gay so called marriage. But what you got to do, you got to make sure you got somebody running that state because, you, you know, the governor is the president of your state. There's 50 presidents of each state, one executive, which is the president of the union. He's the he's the boss of all. He's the president of the 50 presidents, basically. If you want to look at it that way, he only has a certain number of enumerated powers. We act like he's elected king. Which, if we want a king, let's go with a king. We need, you know, King St. Louis, King St. Stephen. If we got a president, pray for someone like Gar President Garcia Moreno. You're going to want that. I don't know if anybody really wants that kind of president here. He proclaimed Christ the King. We're trying to do a podcast on that just to give you everyone a good history of who that guy was. He was, by the way, by the way if you ever heard of Our Lady of Good Success, he was prophesied a great Catholic president would come. And this was during the times when there was no, no, no one knew what a president was, but Garcia Moreno was it. So think, act, think locally, act locally. Worry about your state and local Worry about your backyard first. Worry about the uh, federal positions second. There should be more people running for local than it should be for the federal ones, but it's more sexy going for the federal ones. You get more out there. You get more followers. You get more tweets. You get more public TV stands. You probably get paid more, but who's got more power? The local and state guy has, look, look what's going on. Who shut down your area? The local and state guys, not the feds. Groceries. All right, people going into uh, grocery stores. They got, you know, some grocery stores are making masks. You're getting tired. You don't want to go to the store because you don't want to get, you're getting frustrated with getting told how to walk one way, this way. Don't do this. Don't do that. Please have a face mask on. Okay, yeah, I call it a face diaper. You put that on, even though it does nothing. You don't want to put up with that anymore. Okay. Think locally, act locally. Go to the, go to the farmer's market. Go, we go there a lot. You know what happens? No one says a word. When you're outside, beautiful day, good food, you're helping your local guy. It's better for you. It's not these processed foods that you're putting. The, you know, We're talking about health, right? Everyone wants to be healthy. Why are we eating this bad food? Poisonous food, basically. Go to the, go to the farmer's market. Get You can get fruit. You can get uh, go to the local butcher. That, I got a guy that's 25 minutes north of here. 
it's the best daggone chicken I've ever eaten. I can cut it with a fork. And not even hard. It just falls apart like butter. Or you want to go over down to Walmart and pick up the same thing. for Even it, even the Walmart chicken, compared to his, this guy's chicken is twice the size and cheaper. And way better. You want to get the Walmart stuff? Grocery, go to the grocery store. You don't know where that came from. I mean, how many how many things they had to go through. You got this guy who's in the, the guy says there's chickens literally a couple miles away that they do this and they don't process them themselves. Buy the meat local. Buy your fruit local. Buy your bread local. Make your own bread. I'm sure there's somebody that's got a milk guy in there. You got some, you know, goat milk, milk, cow milk, somebody. If you're on a farm, get a cow. Everything you can think of. You want to, all right, somebody might say, all right, what about ice cream? Make your own ice cream. But even there's some, the guy I get some strawberries from, he's got an ice cream thing in the back. They make their own ice cream. So literally, there's everything you can think of. And if you want diapers or something, it might be a little bit more tricky. You go to a store if you need to go for that. But for everything else food-wise, Act locally, think locally. Get to know your neighbors. We talk about evangelization. You know, you got the big dogs talking about evangelizing here, here, here. Let's get all these conferences, study all this. Anybody want to do you know your missions over on the in the Holy Land, going to Philippines? You see all these guys. How about a mission to your neighbor, your main street? How about a mission on your neighborhood? Give out some miraculous medals to people in your neighborhood. Invite people over. Have a cookout in your backyard. You don't have to preach the faith the first day, but make sure they know you're Catholic. You know, have a statue outside or something. Maybe somebody brings it up. By the way, you hear my kids scream. We're torturing him in the back. I'm just kidding. He's on the rack. Uh, so, no, but seriously, invite people over. Have, make sure you have something Catholic out there. If someone asks, be ready to answer. For, give a reason for the hope that is in you. We do it out of charity, as St. Peter says. I have miraculous medals on you. I have a little coin purse that has miraculous medals in it. It's, it's about two inches long. It's a little coin thing. I put, I put medals all over just in case somebody comes up. I have something ready for them. Get to know who your neighbors are, especially in this time when, you know, who knows what's coming up. That's, again, locally. Barter system. Maybe someone needs coffee. You got coffee. They can trade with you, especially if something happens to the currency. Get to, Be friendly with these guys. Convert your neighborhood. If we should be converting our neighborhood anyways. That's our duty to make everybody Catholic. So we everybody around the, any parish should be Catholic. There was a priest back in Colorado and Columbia, second north side. He, I mean, he had an ugly church and an ugly liturgy, but he had the greatest evangelization plan I've ever seen. He had a blueprint of everybody in his parish, and he he conscripted each person to bring in the entire street, either inviting them to a fish fry, uh, Q and A with the priest, you know, whatever, inviting the mass. But they had their, this was their territory. It was highlighted. He had a battle plan. He ended up putting uh, free page ads in the newspaper for uh, evangeliz evangelism purposes, like uh, what is the real presence, what is the Pope, purgatory, confession. It was free. It was full page colored ads in the newspaper. Everybody could, every parish could do that. They, apparently, no one has any money. But even though nine thousand churches got PPP the other day, uh, I, you know, just saying, I mean, some of the dioceses have got millions. Just saying, you could literally put that in the newspaper right now. Everyone's get the newspaper at home. You probably put it in there on do some Facebook ads, whatever. Get creative. You got some direct. You got office evangelization that does offices that don't do anything besides, you know, I don't know what they do. They sit there and talk about it, maybe, and that's maybe that's the whole thing. God knows, God knows, they're not evangelizing because no one's converting. Where people are becoming less Catholic. 
So there's an idea. Convert your neighborhood by newspaper ads in your city. Uh, you know, put a little billboard up. I don't know, that's a hundred bucks. Invite people over a party, grill out, you know, make a Catholic, etc. Have miraculous medals, rosaries, secret of rosary books. Tam sells a bulk. I got, I st- I'm looking at a box right now. I still got 200 boxes. Uh, secret of the rosary. Weight 24 pounds, 96 copies. There's one box, there's two boxes. I got an order of 100 uh, Kingship of Christ booklets I'm going to have a gift to pass out to. There you go. And you convert your area. Maybe they start asking questions because Protestants talk more about Christ, the Kingship of Christ than we do. Be a saint. Make sure if you're the husband leading the family in prayers, studying the faith, get some good books. Teach them the faith. Make sure your kids know you're, you see you kneeling. If your two-year-old is imitating you genuf- genuflecting during the Angelus, you're doing a good job. They see what you're doing. You see kids genuflecting at Mass. You're not taught that. I have not taught my kid. I have not told him to genuflect once, but he sees us doing it. Does it on his own. He's, he, bless, he holds his hands together at, at the table when we say blessing. He hasn't figured out the sign of cross yet. He just beats his chest for it. But hey, we'll, we'll take that too. He knows how to do the beating of the chest during the Agnew's Day. If you do, if you do it, they'll they'll see it and do it too. If, if you're doing the you know the opposite side, if you're doing vicious stuff, he'll they'll do that too. So make sure you're not cussing. You know, simple things. Dress nicer. Dress better. Walk better. Act friendlier act happier speak happier laugh joke be more joyful there's a lot of simple things we can do to change our areas and then invite them all to mass maybe get with your priest and ask about doing a Q&A about what is the truth what is the catholic faith the Q&A and come up with like i don't know pizza and drinks so that people come in and say hey you got you come in for a Q&A and you're going to have a free pizza free dinner we're going to come up with the Knights of Columbus going to do something that'd be that'd be a start over the Knights of Columbus at every parish and start doing your tootsie roll things come up with something that actually helps people and get in there and start doing something yeah we're going to put together a Q&A we're going to pull it in the money and get a pizza dinner for everyone that comes for the Q&A every Thursday or Friday night Ask Father anything for an hour and see what happens. Maybe you get some more. Maybe you get some Catholics in there. Better than Tootsie Rolls. Anyways, thank y'all for letting me rant a little bit. Uh, my bud Ryan he calls it a Grant rant when he does it. So, anyways, thank you for letting me blow off some steam. But I was thinking about that all day after Father was Father's uh, sermon today, which was fantastic. I do not have the audio for it, and anyway, if I did, he'd ask me not to. So, hopefully, you take some of these ideas and run with them. Uh, again, just keep that in your mind. Act locally, think locally. Thank you. Anything you see, TV, uh, not TV wise, but I mean, think you know, if you see the news, what can I do for get, do this to help somebody in our neighborhood? How can we change our neighborhood for better? How can we change our city for better? How we change our county for better everyone starts doing those simple things in the small areas that grows out and all of a sudden that little growth ends up merging with other cities and counties that are doing that and now you got a movement if you think big hey let's convert seven billion people all right good luck how about you start with one how do we how do we solve the problems of the the, uh, the society and the culture well start with your local you can't do the whole thing start local Pray for it. Pray for the big stuff. And pray for the small stuff as well. But the small stuff will end up growing. There's that great line of uh, love of the game when the catcher ends up getting hammered. And he's like, oh, I drank mini bottles. And the pitcher, uh, whatever, uh, what's his face, his character, Costner's character goes, well, a lot of mini bottles equal a big bottle. Right. 
get a mini bottle, you get one city's a mini bottle, another city's a mini bottle, or a neighborhood's a mini bottle, another mini bottle over here, another mini bottle 15 minutes away. Eventually, you get a big bottle. And I'll now end it with that old uh, Sam Adams line. I'm not a big fan of him. He was a propagandist who hated the Catholics during that time of the revolution. But he had that great line, it doesn't take a majority, but a tireless minority hell-bent on setting brush fires in people's minds. You don't need to get a ton of people on board on this. Just be that one. And then you'll get two, maybe three, maybe four, maybe five. Maybe become like gremlins and you'll multiply. That's Steve Cunningham signing off. God love you. Say a Hail Mary for me and I'll be eternally grateful. God love you.